Good morning. My name is Andy Stoddard. I'm very thankful that you've chosen to take a few minutes out of your day today uh, to join us as we dig a little bit deeper into God's Word, as we reflect together uh, in His Word. And so thanks for joining us today. Uh, today is uh, Thursday. It's um, Monday Thursday to be to be exact. Uh, Monday Thursday is one of the holiest days in the Christian church, one of the holiest days in the Christian year. There's a service that many churches do tonight. I hope whatever church you're part of participates in worship tonight. Uh, if you're in the Madison, Mississippi area, we'd love to have you join us today for our, our Monday, Thursday service at 6 p.m. It, it's one of my favorite services of the year. It's one of my favorite days of the year. Monday comes from the Latin, and it refers to the command. We're going to unpack in just a minute about why this day is so holy to Christians and what this day means for me and for you in our daily faith. So I want to read to you out of John chapter 13. Uh, we're we're going to uh, read, there's several things that happen in this passage today that are very important. It begins with Jesus preparing a, fe a feast for the disciples. Um, and then as he prepares this feast, this Passover feast is what it says. This is verse chapter 13, verse 1, where it says, Now before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to depart to this of this world. So he knew he was going to the cross very soon. He knew this moment had come. Uh, we talked yesterday on Spy Wednesday about Judas. It says in verse 2, The devil had already put it into the heart of Simon, of Judas, son of Simon, to betray him. And during the supper, Jesus, knowing all the Father had given given all things to his hand, and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took out his outer robe, tied a towel around himself, then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. So we see on Monday, Thursday, we see Jesus perform two great acts here. First is he gives us this meal, which will become Holy Communion. Uh, this is this is when he gives us Holy Communion the, uh, before the night of his betrayal. So we see him give, give us a meal for us to eat, a meal for us to remember, a meal for us to celebrate. And he tells us to, to eat of this meal as often as we can. So tonight, many churches will celebrate Holy Communion. We'll recount what happened to Jesus before his crucifixion, and we'll remember the sacrifice for him. I think communion to me is such an important thing because every time we eat communion, we remember what he has done for us, and every time we eat communion, we receive grace. In the United Methodist tradition, in which I'm a part, we believe in something called the real presence of Christ. We call communion a sacrament, meaning that it is a means of grace where God gives us gives to us grace. In our tradition, we do not believe that the elements are transubstantiated as our Catholic friends believe. We believe they remain what they are, juice and bread. But we believe that when these elements are consecrated and the Holy Spirit has blessed them, that these elements, in these elements, the real presence of Christ is made known within our hearts. So tonight, when we receive communion here at St. Matthew's, the elements will have been blessed, they will have been prayed over, we'll receive them. And in those moments when we receive the bread and we receive the juice, Christ is really and fully present with us within our hearts. So he gives us this meal tonight as a reminder. Every time we take communion, we're reminded his body was broken for us, his blood was shed for us. So for me, when I take communion, it's a constant reminder of just how much God loves me and how much God gave to reconcile me to the Father. So I hope tonight, if you receive communion, or hope whenever you receive communion, that when the elements are blessed or given out, that they are a, a tangible, touchable, smellable, tasteable reminder of just how much the Father loves you and how much Jesus loves you. So in communion, we're reminded of these things. 
We also know that in this, this passage we read, we read today that Jesus gave us a model for us, a way of life. And that's a way of life that is a way of service. We see Jesus Christ, who was the teacher, who was the rabbi, who was the Messiah, who was the very Son of God. We see him not lord over his disciples, how holy he was, or how great he was, but instead we see him model for them what the path of Christ looks like. What is this path of Christ? What does it look like? It's a path of service. We see that Jesus Christ, who, as Philippians tells us, so equality with God, not something to be grasped, but humbled himself to the point of death, even death upon a cross. Jesus Christ, though the very nature of God, did not cling to some divine uh, greatness, if you will, which one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess because he is Lord, King of kings and Lord of lords. But we see that the very Son of God modeled what the paths should look like, and that path is a path of service. Jesus served his disciples. And so he calls us as Christians to do that. So we see he gives us two things, communion and a modeling of service. But then the greatest thing that he gives us, uh, well, communion is the greatest thing uh, he gives us, but he gives us a new command because he says this in verse 31. When he had gone out, he being Judas, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If, if God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little while longer. You will look for me, and just as I said to the Jews, so I now say to you, Where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You should all you should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, that you have love one another. Jesus gives us a new commandment. He gives us a new meal in communion. He gives us a new modeling of service in the washing of the feet, but he gives us a new command. And he says to us, they will know you are my disciples by your love for one another. And that I think for us as Christians is our greatest example and our greatest command and our greatest motivation is that the world will know that we are his disciples by how we love, how we love one another and how we love even the world. The path that Jesus walked was a path of love. It was a path where he showed us what love looks like through service, through sacrifice, through giving of himself. Love for us as Christians is not an emotion. We have bought into love being only an emotion. And that simply isn't what love is in the biblical sense. We see that Jesus loves us. And how do we see that he loves us? Loves us? He lays down his life for us. He gives himself for us. So here's your homework for today. Here's your homework for the day on this Monday, Thursday, on this Holy Thursday. There may be somebody in your life right now that um, you may have a difficult time loving. Um, I don't know who that person might be. Maybe a coworker, maybe a family member. It may be your spouse, maybe your children, and maybe your parents. I'm not sure. But every one of us has someone in our life who we know we're supposed to love, who we know there's a biblical command to love, and maybe your enemies. We know there's someone we're supposed to love, and sometimes that, the loving of that person is incredibly hard and incredibly difficult, and we don't know that we can do it. It may be too hard. There may be too much done. There may be too much pain there. Now, don't put yourself in a place of that's, that, that's dangerous. Don't re-enter into broken situations that, are very, that, 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 that are, would put you in any type of risk. But what I want you to do, that person right now that you have a very difficult time loving, what I want you to do the next few days is I want you to serve them. I want you to do something kind for them. I want you to show love to them in some great ways. Not just with words, not with emotion, but with action. Because here's what we find 
is that when we love not with word, when we love not with feeling, but when we love with emotion, I'm sorry, when we love with action, as Jesus showed love to the disciples through washing the feet, through giving communion, and through telling us this command, when we love through action, that's when love becomes real. That's when love changes things. And that's when we are changed. And then, friends, here's the thing. When we love like that, particularly someone who is hard for us to love, particularly someone who may not love us back, when we love them in that radical way, in that way of service, that way of Jesus, that is our greatest witness of the power of Jesus. I love what it says in First Peter. It says, always be ready to give a defense for the hope that you have. When we love that radically, when we love that with that much action, that's so out of step with our world that folks are going to say, what's wrong with you? Why are you doing that? Why are you living that way? And when we love in that way, we can then say, well, the reason why I'm doing this is because of Jesus. When we love in that way, we proclaim the gospel with our lives. And then what happens to us is that when you love somebody, when you serve them, it's kind of hard to dislike them. When we love in that way, God doesn't just change their hearts, friends, but God changes our hearts. So today, in the coming days, think about who it is that you have a difficult time loving. Think about it. Name that person. Pray for them. But then serve them. Find some small way. It doesn't have to be anything grand and glorious, but find some small way where you can love this person. And when you love them, I guarantee that God will change things. Thanks for watching our video today. I hope it's helpful to you as we dig into Scripture. Um, and join us tomorrow on Good Friday where we're going to unpack and talk a little bit more about the cross and what Jesus has went through. Thanks for watching these. Be sure to share them. Check out my website. Uh, follow me on Facebook, Twitter, places such as that. I'd love to connect with you. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.